Shannon Wilkinson, and I'm a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist learning to get to good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And we're here today with Getting to Good Enough, a podcast about overcoming perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. Before we were talking about how you, with your clients, get to see sort of a physical manifestation of black backsliding, so why don't you talk about that a little bit, and we can sort of fill people in on what we want to talk about today. Sure. So I get to work with clients in their homes, uh, uh, organizing, decluttering, and so forth, and most clients have me and my team come in and help start by decluttering and then we establish systems to uh, maintain their order. And I'd say more often than not, in the, the next time we see them, we've seen that the house does not look as pristine as it did when we left it. Um, so even though folks have the best of intentions to implement the systems that we're creating, it's a work in progress and frequently life takes over and the clutter might creep back in again. So I see people, I tend to work in teams and we do large projects and I'm not working every week with people for example um, but they'll call me back in maybe six months and uh-huh. we'll have to regain that order sometimes uh, it'll be years before I hear back from a person and there's been backsliding right well so the my experience with my clients is is similar but it isn't it, it's not as obvious physically because it's usually with my clients it's something about um, like a new habit they want to start or um, progress that they want to make in a particular area of their life and they'll they'll be doing this for some time and then something will come up you know if say it's exercise they will um, get sick and not be able to do it for a couple of days and then it's sort of hard to get back to that new habit or you know it could be in their business it could be um, following through on particular marketing and say you know something comes up that they're unable to do it for a period of time and then um, I think that the part that is most difficult is is not just that it happens but that they feel bad about it Right. And is that what you find too? Or do you have clients who are just like, you know, I just want you to come in every six months because I don't want to maintain it? Or do they usually feel bad that they weren't able to maintain it? They usually feel bad. In fact, I'm trying to think if I can think of anyone who doesn't feel bad if they've experienced backsliding. It just goes (laughs) with the territory, unfortunately. Um, Right. and, And when you were talking about your clients, it made me remember that I've been your client. <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm always, I, in fact, you're still my life coach, right? Even if we haven't yes. had a coaching session in a long time. And I know I do that a lot. I backslide um, in my habits 
and my intentions a lot. How about you? Yeah, I, I totally do. Um, and the, and the thing that I try to help people remember, and in fact, um, I try to build this in when we're building a new habit or, you know, sort of working through some issue is that you're going to, um, forget things are going to come up. Um, you're, this isn't going to be like, you start this new habit and then you just have it and you never forget to do it again. Like it's always perfect from here on out. Like, you know, even things that are totally ingrained, like I brush my teeth every morning, I brush my teeth every night, and then I often brush my teeth multiple times during the day. But occasionally, like if my routine gets out of whack in the morning, I may forget to brush my teeth and it's like really shocking. Like mm-hmm. I'll be out in the world and all of a sudden I'll be like, oh my God, I forgot to brush my teeth. And then I grab the mints that I always keep in my car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it doesn't mean that I don't just brush my teeth the next opportunity that I have. It right. just means like, you know, things got out of whack and I didn't, do what I normally do and so I just get back to it as soon as I can and I think that's the difference sort of about backsliding is that people feel bad and then think that you know something's wrong with them and they can't do it and then that piles on to whatever was the reason that they you know had some backsliding to begin with and next thing you know they're not doing it anymore and they're feeling bad about it and you know things are feeling worse than ever right it's it's can be turned into a vicious cycle which is seems to me is so unnecessary because everybody does it if we all let it turn into a vicious cycle we none of us would get anywhere right yeah exactly um <clears throat> and i and the the one thing that I really want to emphasize is a lot of times, you know, people aren't doing this volitionally. It's not like they're saying, oh, even though I said I'm going to, you know, do whatever marketing activity, I'm going to, you know, do social media in my business every day for 15 minutes a day. And then they forget to do it because it's a new habit and it's not ingrained yet. And they don't have a system or a routine that, that helps them remember to do it that that means that you know they don't want it or mm-hmm. that it's not important it. to them right but it, it there's you know it's not like a greater meaning in the universe if you just forget to do a new habit <laughs> <laughs> right um i just want to just take a moment to give you props for using the word vol- volitionally Oh, <laughs> that was really impressive. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I like, you're to, welcome. I like to bust out a hundred dollar word every so often. <laughs> uh, but you're right. It's not people aren't doing this on purpose. You're not a bad person if you backslide. So um, it's great. I think that we're talking about it. So hopefully, we'll make people feel better about it. Yeah, yeah. And so, and the, and the one of the things that I talk about a lot with my clients is that. Um, it's, it's not about 
never getting stuck again. It's not about always remembering to do this from here on out. It's about how you treat yourself when you inevitably forget, backslide, you know, whatever you want to call it. And that the, the kinder you are to yourself in those moments, the more likely you are to be able to keep moving forward. Right. Oh, that's, that's, I think that's really profound, actually. I mean, because it's, if you beat yourself up about it, then you're punishing yourself and you're not going to want to keep going. You're not going to want to repeat the good behavior. Right. Right. And the, and, you know, this is something we talked about in um, the previous episode about rewards is that there's a, this, feeling I don't know where it comes from but this idea that like we sort of have to beat ourselves up to make ourselves do something Mm -hmm. so you know if you don't sort of mentally emotionally punish yourself or for you know forgetting to do something or for not getting back to it you know you go on vacation a few days and you don't get right back to it or you know whatever it is whatever reason you are not doing the thing that you want to be doing um that if you don't sort of beat yourself up about it a little bit, that that you won't get back to it. And really, it's more about, you know, like the example I gave with brushing my teeth. It's like, I don't like berate myself for forgetting to brush my teeth. Usually I actually sort of laugh about it and be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how, you know, how did that happen? That's sort of crazy. And, you know, well, oh well, when will I get to brush my teeth next? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's not like, I don't think I'm a bad person because I forgot. Right. And so if we can, we can help people to sort of transfer that same sort of mentality of like, oh, I forgot, like that happens. So when can I do it next? Or, you know, when will I have the opportunity to do this? When will I, or what can I do to make it easier for me to remember? What can I, you know, like if it's, we're talking about systems of, um, to help people maintain organization, um, you know, how can it get built into an existing routine so that the mail doesn't pile up, but it gets processed every day. Or, right. you know, or whatever it is. What tech tools can I use to remind me to do these things? Right. Or, yeah. Or what rewards can I give myself for doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, that's going to that's gonna help. And that's, going, and that's going to encourage you to get back in the saddle more quickly. Right. I mean, I would hope a reward, right? Right, I would hope so too. Certainly, uh, it won't. Dis- it shouldn't dis- discourage you from getting back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I've thought uh, about like three things that I've been experiencing backsliding. That this is inspiring me to want to come up with ways to get back in the saddle. So yeah. So at least I'm being helped by this podcast. Oh, good. <laughs> so is there is there one you would like to share? Oh, sure. Um, uh, as you know, I, back in, I think it was February, maybe it was January, started using Todoist as a task manager yes. and was gaga about it, right? I was on it. and um, But then, you know, something happened, life zigged instead of zagged or whatever, and I wasn't, 
I wasn't, uh, everything was becoming overdue in Todoist, which got stressful. Mm -hmm. So I stopped opening it. Um. <laughs> and so, you know, that doesn't help me at all. Right now I have right. a paper, a, a, a paper to-do list each morning where I'm writing down the tasks. So, I mean, stuff's getting done. But um, it's lost its value as a place to capture tasks, which was one of the things that was so great about it. So I'm inspired to um, go back and figure out why it was that I sort of fell off the wagon with it, clean up mm -hmm. what's in there. I'm sure I'll be... Um, I'm sure I'll be checking off a lot of tasks that I did without telling Todoist, and then I can get back going and letting it help me. I think that's great. What, do, would you be willing to spend a few time, few minutes right now looking into it a little bit more? But I'm in the middle of a podcast. I know, but I think it might be <laughs> helpful for our listeners. Oh, I see. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so just to give them, you know, sort of a real-time example of how they could do this for themselves. Okay, sure. And I can have my life <laughs> coach like, help me with it help me while I'm at it. Uh, it just so happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, well, they have new terms of service. Uh -huh. What's that? They have new uh, terms of service, big surprise. Oh, Todoist? Yeah, Every, like well, everybody else. I jumped on the Todoist bandwagon when you were raving about it, and I was looking for an electronic um, task management system. Mm -hmm. um, and I recently figured out, I also sort of fell off the Todoist wagon a little bit, and uh -huh. I, I figured out why, um, because I dumped everything I could think of into Todoist and put um, dates and deadlines on it. And then all of a sudden it was like all the stuff that, you know, like even stuff I put, you know, like house cleaning stuff and house maintenance stuff and, you know, all, all these things, which are really fantastic to have in there. But all of a sudden it would be like, um, I, I, I found templates. Did you know to Todoist has templates? no <laughs> I think yeah, so, I didn't I thought maybe I so, did but I don't think I did <laughs> yeah so people will have set up things and then shared them and you could download them so like I downloaded this like house maintenance thing that mm -hmm. gives you all the things that you're supposed to do sort of over the course of a year to maintain your house but so then these things started popping up like you know check for evidence of rodents and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> So it just got all this stuff showed up, which were not the actual things that I really needed to focus on that day. Mm -hmm. And I got overwhelmed. So I spent some time over the weekend to clear those things out. So I had this, because the beauty of Todoist, if listeners aren't familiar with it, is that it's so simple and clean and uncluttered. Um, but all of this stuff had really cluttered it up for me. So I went back to, I took the dates off of everything unless it actually has a deadline and reviewing stuff, picking the things that I was gonna do the next day and just having those things show up for today. Right, so assigning deadlines just the, the day before for unless, 
not deadlines, but assigning a, a day to do something to yeah. work on a task and then putting those things that actually had deadlines. Right. The deadlines with them. Yeah. So I just opened yeah. mine and I have, for today, I have 36 tasks, all of which are overdue. That doesn't that doesn't feel good, right? So <laughs> no. um, I need, uh, but I see that I can um, that I can check off a few that got done already. Yeah, um, and I, I think I do need to think, re- perhaps rethink how I was using it, which involved a lot of daily routines like inbox zero, um, mm-hmm. which is great when I'm on it. It was great. But when I, if I'm not on it, all it does is add pressure. So, um, but, but it's really useful. So you're inspiring me to declutter it and mm-hmm. take off some more deadlines. And I did, I do have a recurring task that says go over undated tasks and add deadlines as necessary, which is kind of what you're talking about. You know, go yeah. the night before, pick out a few, a few tasks to do the next day. Yeah. So... Well, and you could also do it in the morning, depending on, you know, sort of your routine, like right. when you plan your day. Right. Wow, I have a lot of things in here I haven't done. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. It's probably, probably a good idea for me to look at this every now and then. But, you know, I have things in there like walk Bix. I don't need to have that in there. Cause no, Bix, you're going to do that no matter what. He reminds me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you don't really want me to go through this my task list on the air? Do probably, you? probably not individual tasks. But <laughs> thinking about you know, so what was appealing about it to begin with? Right, and like you said, it, part of it was the cleanness of it and the beautiful syncing with all my devices and all that. So it's a it's a lovely interface, I think. It really is. Um, but so, so do you feel like if you declutter it and get it back to that sort of clean, appealing interface that that's all that needs to be done for it to feel useful again? Or do you feel like you need to do anything else? No, I think I'll also want to, um, re-establish how I use it. So I'm going to, I think, take your example and take the deadlines off, due dates, they call them, off of oh, right. um, off of almost everything, and then and perhaps um, um, reduce the number of recurring tasks so I'm not seeing things every day that I don't need to see, like call my father. Well, actually, that's handy because uh, it comes <laughs> up with a spe- I talk to him every day. But sometimes the time, I usually talk to him about uh, 6 o'clock my time, and sometimes that comes up without my noticing. Six o- oh, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock, and Todoist reminds me, which is nice. Um, but no, there, I think that simplifying. Simplify, that's it. Yeah. And set myself up for success. That's great. Because it really is, a, it's, it's a great app. It's a, it's a really great resource. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I need to make it work for me. Customize it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, and the and I get the appeal of wanting to have those um, sort of daily recurring tasks on there because you get the reward of checking it off. Mm-hmm. And like, I always feel like I, I like getting credit for doing it. Even though mm-hmm. I know I'm going to do it every day, 
Like, I like getting credit for having done it. Absolutely. And you deserve credit for having done it, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Janine. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Well, so is there anything else that you want to talk about in terms of um, organizing, um, you know, in the create space area? Well, um, like you had said when you, you were talking with your clients, you prepare them for the inevitability of backsliding. And I do the same thing. And I'm always, I always tell my organizing clients that life changes. And when our lives change, our systems, our organizing systems have to change with it. So if, um, mm-hmm. if things start going awry, uh, it's much easier to sort of get back in place get your systems working again for you than it was when you originally set up the systems so try not to let get overwhelmed by the fact that things aren't going perfectly smoothly think about what worked and didn't work for you in the systems and then tweak them so that you can get uh get going again just like we talked about with todoist right right yeah and then um just to add to that the that idea of of not just knowing that this is going to happen that you know things are going to come up your needs are going to change it as much as we want to like figure something out and then never have to think about it again it really pretty much never happens that way (laughs) (laughs) right life is just not like that if it were just think how boring it would be right if we never I mean, had to although, think about anything. Yeah. Yeah. So so the idea is that it, this is going to happen. So you can do a little um, advance work in knowing this is going to happen. So one of the things I, I like to ask my clients when we're working through a new pattern, a new habit, um, you know, some sort of behavior change, is what's most likely to derail you when what what could happen that this won't work Um, and to think about that in advance and so sometimes you can set yourself up to move through those things more easily or to not have them be a problem at all Mm -hmm. Um, and then knowing that you can't anticipate everything and it's going to happen and to be kind to yourself when it does happen and remember that it's part of the process it's an opportunity to refine your system um, to you know figure out what your needs are now and to keep moving forward Good advice. I think it really is all about kindness, self-care and kindness. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I think the other thing that we haven't really talked about, you know, that we're talking a lot about habits and and systems and, and doing these things to move your life forward, you know, whether it's keeping your decluttered home decluttered, whether it's, um, you know, the activities that you need to do to keep your business moving forward, whether it's personal care of exercising or something that 
daily habits are the easiest to maintain. Absolutely. They, um, I think of daily habits as helping me automate my life mm-hmm. when I hook them together. Yeah. The, the thing about the, the daily habits is that you're, you know, it's like any of this is like you're exercising a muscle, you're building a muscle, you're building your, you know, stay organized muscle or you're building your marketing muscle or you're building your literal muscles and five or ten minutes a day is much better than an hour once a week right Um, and it's easier to remember it becomes sort of the fabric of your day and when it comes to the organizing or clutter or putting things away daily habits are just so much easier to maintain because you only have one day's worth of stuff that you're dealing with so I used to I have not been as good about it but I have had a habit of clearing my desk at the end of the day and it takes me a minute or two because I have a place for everything but if I let it pile up for a week then it becomes a thing and I need I don't even need that much, actually. Then it's 10 minutes instead of two, but it still feels like, and then it feels like a big thing and becomes a psychological barrier. So those daily habits um, just make life easier. So Shannon, do you have anything else you want to add to this discussion of backsliding? Well, there is one other thing that I thought of. Uh, I have a client who would get really frustrated with herself when she would backslide, when she would forget her new habit that she was trying to create. And while she wanted to be kind to herself and move forward, she found it was really difficult to do that because she just kept coming to this idea like, you know, I I screwed this up or, you know, this is a mess or I didn't do this right or whatever. And so we came up with this sort of mantra, you know, this phrase that she would say that would help her move forward where, um, well, so basically what she would say is even though this is screwed up, uh, this is what I can do now, or what can I do now? Um, and that allowed her to acknowledge things weren't the way she wanted them to be. So she didn't create, you know, dissonance there. There wasn't a, there wasn't a conflict between her perception of reality and what she was saying to herself. And it gave her the opportunity to move forward from there. So um, the, the phrase can be, you know, any sort of language that works for you, um, as long as it has this sort of setup of, even though this is how things are now, um, what can I do to move forward? I like that. I like that a lot. I like that acknowledgement, gentle acknowledgement, and then mm-hmm. looking forward to getting where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really helpful when you when you are able to um, do that in a kind way. Right. It lets you move forward more easily. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah. So I guess that would be my takeaway is to um, figure out what you need to do to be kind to yourself so you can move forward. And and having a phrase like that is a good way to do that. How about you? What's your takeaway for today? Well, I think 
I think I just have to reiterate what we've been saying, which is, you know, everybody backslides. Everybody does it. I do it. You do it. All my clients do it. So when it inevitably happens, don't beat yourself up and just get back on track and be kind to yourself and take little steps or do whatever you need to do to get going again toward your goals. That's great. That's something we can all remember probably every day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Janine. I'm Shannon Wilkinson from Portland, Oregon. And I'm Janine Adams from St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that you are getting to good enough, too. Bye. Bye.